0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 34, and the New York Rangers have flown home with their collective tail between their collective legs from their disaster of a West Coast road trip, a road trip in which they were hoping to find more answers and instead are left with even more questions. Hey, everybody, Andy here. I'm recording this Thursday evening. Sorry about not getting to have this podcast come out on Thursday morning, but Schedule is prohibitive for me and James. And honestly, I'm kind of glad we waited the extra day because a few things happened in Rangers Town this afternoon. Uh, it would seem that if the Rangers team and Peter Lavulette do not have any answers, then Chris Durie is going to have to manufacture some of his own. And we will get into that um, right here on this very podcast. I'm also going to apologize in advance if I sound a little congested it's because I am I've been battling a little bit of a chest cold and a cough Uh, I'll I'll be sure to either mute myself or edit any egregious coughs uh, off of this podcast but if you hear me briefly clear my throat that's why um, as I've uh, basically been living on Ricola uh, lozenges and and throat soothers this week so uh, I apologize in advance if I sound a, a little, I think you can hear a little grainy. So the last time we spoke, uh, or you listened to James and I speak at you, the Rangers had were look we're coming off two losses on their West Coast road trip. They had defeated the Anaheim Ducks and were coming into a game with the last place. I believe they're in last place, San Jose Sharks who had just beat the LA Kings in a shootout the night before. So they had played. This should have been essentially a game for the Rangers to get their confidence back. They pretty much dominate most of, and I say this uh, in big air quotes, most of the game. Uh, They score two goals early and everything looks like it's in the bag. And then Eric Gustafson, who has had some pretty huge gaffes this year, just makes it very ill-advised spinorama drop pass behind his own net, trying to go D to D and just puts it in a bad spot. So instead of going to Braden Schneider, who was breaking the other way, goes right to the stick of a San Jose Sharks player who immediately, and Igor's not ready for it because he just, you no, know, the D to D pass happening. And literally uh, they collected the side of the net and just essentially stash it, it from a tough angle on a exposed wide uh, gaping goal mouth and to get the Sharks some life and get them on the board. Uh, Gustafson immediately, the look on his face says it all. He's like, I'm a, such an idiot. Peter Laviolette's face looked like he wanted to kill Eric Gustafson, and with good reason, because it was just such a bad gaff, and it just gave the Sharks life, and being the bottom feeders they are this year, this is how they've had to play all year, is just wait for the teams, other teams to mess up, and then just finally turn it on, and try to use that momentum and just like the Rangers have done uh, all year that with that little bit of little momentum, then they lose a face off clean in their own zone. I believe it's once again, the Bonino, uh centering the, uh, the line with uh, Brodzinski and Cooley, or excuse me, it was the fourth line with uh, Goodrow and VC. They're out there and lose a face off clean to who else Former New York Rangers player, Ryan Carpenter, uh, gets back to the point. Shot from the point, Carpenter gets a stick on it. Deflection, no chance for Igor. It's in the net, and it's a tie game. I mean, you just knew that was going to happen. Um, the Sharks had life. They were finally pressing. The Rangers, who whose mental fortitude has been lacking, to say the least, recently, they basically immediately go into defensive shell mode. They're not skating, they're not pushing, they're not being aggressive, and they are lucky enough to make it to overtime, so they at least get a point out of the game, but again, in overtime, they get a bunch of chances, don't convert, and then it goes down the other way, and on a pretty controversial play, uh, I forget who it was for San Jose, it doesn't really matter, but Mika drops a stick at one point, and instead of like staying in the play, he kind of goes to retrieve his stick. As he does, because it's three-on-three three in OT, um, someone from San Jose essentially sets like two picks, one on Lafreniere and one on Zibanejad, Uh And then it's a kind of a tic-tac-toe triangle play near the goal mouth from... Mika's literally arguing with the referee, as this is happening, by the way, um, after the pick, instead of like looking at the finishing out the play, which is absurd to me. And it's in the back of the net, and the Rangers lose in overtime. And uh, I think for once what was refreshing is that no Rangers fans were. I saw some complaints about the pick and it not being getting called. because It seemed pretty egregious. It was two picks in a row. But you could say it's contested ice and they have uh, the Sharks player had, uh, you know, basically had a right to enter that ice. Although it looked like, you know, basically two bad picks, but it doesn't matter. Every most Ranger fans I saw had the same thing. Why the fuck did you blow a two goal lead against the shittiest team in the National Hockey League? Why? And uh, yeah, it just the Rangers go home with the three of a possible six points for this road trip. Essentially losing, they lose three out of the four games, and yeah, they. It's just. James said on our last podcast and he couldn't be more right. This team is needs a cleanse. It's cleansing itself right now according to him. He's he's big on this whole cleanse theory. But it needs a reset. The All-Star break is clearly uh I believe you have to imagine it it's uh they they see it's a few exits ahead and they just are praying to god they can just get there because they need to they need the time off. They need a reset. I believe after the All-Star break, the Rangers also have their bye week too, which which should help them with more time off. Um, After they play the Ottawa Senators um, at home, or excuse me, in Ottawa, after they play uh, on the road in Ottawa on the 27th, they don't have a game until February 5th. So a nice long time off, much need to reset. If anyone's got anything, injuries uh, lingering, it's the perfect time to rest up physically and mentally reset and try to get back on track going into the second half of the season. But apparently this is not fast enough for general manager Chris Drury as today uh Nick Benino was placed on waivers by the New York Rangers and it's clearly a sensitive subject with the team uh, Benino played for Laviolette in Nashville when he was coaching there. So he clearly had an affinity for the player. And, you know, you don't not to make a story out of nothing because i I don't know if there's much of a story. We have no way of knowing as fans if there was a, you know, or if it if how much input Lavulette was given if he opposed this move because, you know, he has his players. And Benino is a veteran player and was a very important piece for the Pittsburgh Penguins when they won their three cups but that style of hockey has really taken a toll on him he's just he had the worst analytics on the team by far he just no matter how good he was on a the penalty kill and blocking shots or face offs it's just you have to be able to contribute five on five and his he just can't anymore so it's kind of a sad reality of being an older player in this league and, and just playing the the basically playing the playoff hockey and the amount of hockey that he has it's just some players can keep it going a little bit longer but uh I, you know you have to imagine this might be it for him I don't know if anyone's going to pick him up off waivers maybe some team does and he gets to keep playing but I mean obviously he would have to go to Hartford uh if or he could be assigned to Hartford but I assume they're just going to do what's best for Benino. if he's he might if there's no interest out there they might maybe move him to a team for a seventh or something, or future considerations or whatever. If he can find a, if him and his agent can maybe find a, a landing spot for him, um, but if you know, you have to imagine he's going to hang it up. Which again is sad because you can say what you want about his performance on the ice. I've been saying it, it that it's just not been working, and I've probably been kind of brutal. You have to remember the human side of this. This is a player who. You know, we can't help father time stepping in and just uh, eroding at our, you know, just our ability to do what we do. You know what I mean? It's like I have a fairly blue collar uh, job that's manual labor based and Lord knows that my ability to perform that job will probably, if it doesn't diminish, it will sure as shit get a lot harder as I get older. So yeah. Um, So I think it's just important We all, you know, remember The human side of this That there's a human involved here And uh, it's, you know, it's just tough So I'm sure it's tough for Benino, It's tough for the team It's tough for Laviolette. But the writing was on the wall And it's a pretty It's an encouraging sign That Chris Drury was able to At least uh, pinpoint this That maybe, whatever, the eye test And Lord knows if the New York Rangers Consult any analytics But you, need, you didn't need, you could, yeah, I could say, looking at both basically confirmed one another. Didn't look good, and probably on paper or on the ice. So it was time, a necessary move. Um, Obviously, it, this was preceded by a Jake Lesition call up that had a lot of people befuddled and confused. It makes no more sense now. Uh, That being said, you know, Lesition would be an extra forward as Pitlick would slot in now that he is healthy, presumably, again. You know, he did play the one game before sitting again, but... um, So, that's good news. I mean, in other good news, too, uh, Philip Heedle, back in New York, on the ice with the Rangers for the first time, in a red non-contact jersey, but just the fact that he is back on the ice with the team is huge. You have to imagine he is not going to be playing anytime soon. Um, he was basically... He would come in for some drills, but he was keeping his distance. they were being very cautious with him. He was clearly being taking it very easy. He wasn't really going that hard. Just just getting back on the ice. And I assume you assume he ramps it up over time here. But again, he probably is not he's well, I you know, I would probably bet he's not playing before the all star break. Who knows? Maybe after the all star break He can start practicing with the team in a non-contact or something or eventually, you know, obviously the Rangers uh, medical staff is taking this extremely seriously as it is. And they're going to, you know, I don't uh, not being someone who is affluent on medical science. I don't know what sort of litmus tests or testing they do or to just or tent poles other than asking him how he's feeling uh, to assess whether or not he's ready to come back. So, but the good news is he is back, and he's been very positive. As Philip Hedl always has a positive attitude. Everyone, we saw the great social media post with Jaramir Jager, uh, Hedl and a, and a, a trainer back home in uh, Czechia. So that was awesome to see and very encouraging. He's been working out with his brother, who is a uh, a, a conditioning and strength coach. And, you know, Heedle, by all accounts is uh, at least athletically is a bit of a freak and has an excellent work ethic and puts in a lot of work in the summer Has every year just couldn't come back, uh, you know, a step faster, step stronger. And honestly, the I mean, at the end of the day, the bottom line is it's his life. You just hope that he makes this decision to come back after a number of concussions with his eyes open aware of the risks and the ramifications. I mean, you look at players like Sidney Crosby, who've had a lot of concussions before too. And, um, you know, knock a wood for Sid, that it's been fairly, ha- he hasn't had one in a while, and he's been able to continue his career. His prom- and obviously, you just hope the same for Hedl, that hopefully if he comes back, that he's not going to get another one, you know, ever. And if he does, it's not for a long time, which is just because obviously within short uh, succession without giving the brain proper time to heal is, is really tough, but, you know, there's still so much we don't know about concussions, but we have come a long way in terms of things and ways to treat them and how to monitor them and be precautious and, you know, uh, exercises one can do in terms of stimulating hemispheres in the brain. So yeah, you just hope, uh, Phil is coming back with his, essentially just aware of all the risks because if it goes bad it could go really bad and it could affect the quality of his life but um, again you have to assume these conversations have been had with both Philip and the Rangers you know what I mean and, and this is where we're at he wants to come back so he's a great kid he works hard and God does this team need him or could use him so uh, a good bit of news at least you know a little bit silver lined based on how uh yeah, how shitty things have been for the Rangers recently. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York, 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League, copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Another thing we didn't get to talk about is because Artemi Panarin is unable to attend the All-Star Game, because clearly he is the Rangers MVP, but... Uh, him and his wife are having a baby around that time. He is unable to participate. And so his replacement has been named in the form of Vinny Trochuk, who is honestly of everyone on the team, probably the most deserving after Panarin, just in terms of consistency this year. He, I believe him and Mika are still tied for second in points on the team. He has been clutch this year He's been one of the few Rangers who have exceeded expectation this year, um, which is a weird thing to say for a team that's in first place in their division. Well, we'll see how much longer, but but I digress. Uh, well-deserved for Vincent Trochek. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen his son Leo being featured prominently with him on Ranger social media for some of the videos this year. Uh, he, I'm sure he's excited to bring his family. This will be his first time at an all-star game. So I believe it's his first time at an all-star game. Uh, don't quote me on that. I too lazy to look it up, but, um, yeah, I mean, well-deserved for Trochek. If any, if Panarin can, couldn't go, he's definitely the most deserving. Um, I'm surprised that he made it. I don't know if it's more of a Rangers popularity thing because, you know, Igor Shosturkin is already going to the all-star game so you figure the Rangers would have their representative and if Panarin couldn't make it then you figure they might send uh, you know a Noah Dobson or someone else from the teams based on the players they're replacing Uh, like well I guess the Blackhawks didn't really have anyone if you can't send Connor Bedard (laughs) who we're going to send so Um, but I mean listen just well deserved for for Vinny Uh, he's been one of the a few bright spots for the rangers uh consistently this season i'll say because obviously there was enough good stuff going on early but um you know it's uh yeah well deserved for him and hopefully him and his family have a good time in other rangers related news apparently today when you're if you're listening to this on friday morning when this drops uh today will be the unveiling unveiling Unveiling, Jesus. Revealing. I I wanted to say revealing and unveiling at the same time. My brain had to pick one, and it tried to pick both, which is not a thing. Uh, Today, Friday, the 26th, should be the revealing of the Stadium Series jerseys for the Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and Flyers. And I will preface this by saying my expectations are so low for this. So slim, because... I just don't remember the last time the NHL produced a fire Jersey ever, you know, I mean, there's been some good hits along the way, but usually it's the recycling of an old third Jersey. So, um, I mean, the only other than probably that the heritage third, the Rangers had when they were still under the NHL was still under the Reebok contract and their first winter classic Jersey, um, for this uh, the Philly game years ago, the cream-colored one, which is gorgeous. Haven't really been all that uh, crazy about any of the subsequent jerseys they've worn for Stadium Series or Winter Classics. Wasn't crazy about the weird sort of Yankees-inspired one they wore to the Yankee Stadium games against the Islanders and Devils. And I wasn't crazy about the Winter Classic one against Buffalo a few years ago, which I went to, which was very, 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 very cold. That being said, uh, there are plenty of people on the inside track of this sort of stuff for inside information. And they say with the Islanders and the Rangers, it will be the battle of the hashtag somehow. So I'm assuming you're going to have a jersey that says NYR somehow, and the Islanders one will say NYI we shall see how that plays out. Uh, I'm assuming the Rangers are going to be the away team because they have some uh, highfalutin, crazy contract with Madison Square Garden, basically saying that they are forced to be the away team. All well, that didn't really affect the color jersey they wore, but nonetheless, I believe they are going to be wearing the white jersey for this game. So I guess we'll see. I we usually you see leaks of this things. Haven't seen any leaks, which is pretty impressive. So I'm fully, fully prepared to be disappointed, but who knows? Maybe it could be somewhat cool or interesting. I will be in attendance for the stadium series at MetLife Stadium. Uh, The Islanders look like they have some, a little bit more life now that they are playing under the uh, tutelage, I guess you could say, of Patrick Waugh, their new head coach. So they'll definitely be a little bit more fired up than if they were under Elaine Lambert. So the Rangers better have their shit. Uh, together by then, but you have to hope the Rangers get healthy with have Heedle back by then, and who knows, maybe we'll have some early additions if Chris Turi cannot wait for things to improve for this team. But remains to be seen. I want to finish this edition of the podcast with a uh, a popular theory amongst fans of the New York Rangers and their brothers at. Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks. And that the theory that both teams cannot be good at the same time. And I always thought this was kind of, it was a funny, it was funny to say, but I never really believed it. But I've been looking into it recently and I I got my tinfoil hat out right now. And I got to tell you, I look at the ebbs and flows of the season, like the, the Rangers getting off to a torrid start this season, everything seemingly going well for them. The Knicks, maybe not having the start they want inconsistent, but not great. And then lo and behold, around the time the Knicks make the Ananobi trade, the Rangers season goes, basically starts going back the other way. Um, the Knicks from there become one of the best teams in the NH, the NHL, in the NBA, uh, as I'm recording this, they literally just beat the wheels off the defending uh, champion, Denver Nuggets. Jalen Brunson, I think he, you know, him and Randall are sixth and ninth, respectively, in NBA scoring. Although uh, Brunson not getting named to the starting rotation for the All Star game, uh, he could still get, he probably will still get in later when it's uh, the rest of the players are revealed. But considering the season he's having and the success of the Knicks basically be on, you know, on his back. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to me, but again, sorry, this is not a basketball podcast. So, but, uh, back to my theory, my harebrained theory. Yeah. These two teams cannot be good at the same time. It's crazy. They just, and that's, you know, it's two seasons ago when, uh, the Rangers made their run to the Eastern conference final. I believe the Knicks lost in the first round. So maybe it doesn't hold a lot of water, but it just kind of sometimes feels like the momentum of those two franchises are literally, I don't know if that's uh, someone upstairs way of not making sure James Dolan doesn't have too many things go right for him at any one time, but uh yeah, uh, it's it's just funny. It just I was just thinking about the other day, and I looked at the timelines for the Rangers. Uh, essentially, the wheels coming off after beating Boston a second time, and then the Knicks resurgence with the Ananobi trade. So, um, yeah, just just thought that was interesting um, and slightly depressing. So, because again, I can't have too much joy in my life. So, uh, makes a lot of sense. We shall see what. The New York Rangers do Friday night against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Hopefully they can get uh, enact some revenge. Hopefully they have uh, got the ass-chewing of a lifetime from Lavulette following their pathetic display in San Jose, and honestly on most of that West Coast road trip. Just, there was times where, and I think this is my biggest problem with the Rangers, is that they... When they could be playing well, and it's not so much the gaffes, it's just that you could just sense the the lack of what I spoke about before—mental fortitude. They've they used to have it, where if they were down, they would say, "We can tie this up, or we can, even if we give up a goal, we can play well enough and trust our our structure and trust our system, and and we'll find a way to win." That that uh, belief is gone right now. Because they could be playing great, and the second one thing doesn't go their way, it kind of becomes, uh, oh, when's the other shoe gonna drop? And you just see it on their body language and how they're playing, and it's just—I think that's the biggest thing—is that the swagger and the 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 you know just the the eye of the tiger, the killer mentality, whatever you want to call it—is gone right now. They need to find a way to get it back. Because if they don't, can't, they're not doing much of anything come the postseason. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.